This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Y'all ready for this? You told me to start. That's what I have. That's what I've got to bring. We to don't me. talk about Bruno. No, I have a Bruno joke later, so we'll oh. work that in. Remember, I made it last night to you, so you're going to be disappointed when you hear it again. But the, to the listener, it's brand new. So fake a laugh for me, please, if you would. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. That same delighted look you have on your face right now. Give me that when the big Bruno God, number comes. Burping into the mic, Lord. I know. God, this beer, this craft, hoppy craft beer has gotten me. Boy, all right, gang. Welcome back to another week of lackluster bachelor entertainment. Ooh, Lord. We still haven't gotten the black fur coat. <laughs> that's all that's getting me through this season is seeing him in that black fur coat. I told our friend slash listener, Courtney, who also offered up a bottle of Di Sarono. Mm-hmm. So, Courtney, yes, we would like that. I'll take that bottle. Thank you very much. She was texting about how awful the episode was, so she couldn't even finish it. And I said, basically, I'm just hanging in there for the preview clip of Clayton in that black fur coat. (laughs) That better be a whole episode. Actually, I would like it if he just wore that everywhere. I mean, it's no hotter than the outfits he's wearing all the time anyways. (laughs) I want him to wear it to the proposal. (laughs) He can pull the hood off dramatically. say say no to this? (laughs) I don't know how to say no to this. (laughs) That's Clayton about another layer of clothing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what you can't see in that clip is he's wearing three layers on top of that fur coat. A sports coat, a sweater. yeah, And a scuba suit. (laughs) He's wearing a wet suit underneath. Gotta stay warm. Uh, It's the only thing that keeps him normal sized. (laughs) It's really sucking him in. Yeah. Um, All right, well, despite the fact that this episode sucked and this season sucked, we're happy to be back with you, getting to talk to you. In fact, we have some wonderful shout-outs for our wonderful listeners. You want to start this shout-out train? I will start it. Oh, it's a train. Come on, ride the train. (laughs) 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 If you feel like dancing, uh, come on. I do. I do feel like dancing. trying to remember more lyrics <laughs> that's all right we'll just keep shove it in there to keep you moving downtown is it what are the odds that that song is not just about a train uh 200 <laughs> percent 
<laughs> that there's some sort of through. hidden meaning there. That was one of the songs that was on the dance game oh. that you liked to do oh, so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a dance with that one. I mean, the one that you did was Rump Shaker, right? That was the yes. one that you like mastered I, while I was gone for a conference Ryan one weekend. Left for a conference when we lived in Pennsylvania and didn't have any friends. We had a few friends, mm-hmm. but this was, I think, before we had any friends. Right. And even if we did have a few friends, it really was just a few. Uh, so Ryan went to a conference one weekend, and I did the what was the name of that? It, it was, was like uh, it was it wasn't Dance Dance Revolution, no, but it was no. kind of like that. What was it called? Dance uh, off, pants off. <laughs> uh, I bet I did that rump shake because you and th- so you do the dance, and then you get a percentage, you get a mm-hmm. score, right, right. And I was like, I'm gonna do this until I get a hundred percent. Did you get it? Yes, I did. Yeah, I bet I still could. Burner, I feel like those, burner, those moves are burned into <laughs> my brain. It's all muscle memory. It's like riding a bicycle. I say this just On about the, every episode now, but you are really adorable. The connect. That's right. Yes, the Xbox Connect. So yeah. it would sense your movements. That technology kind of came and went. Even like though, the like the Wii, the Connect, it seems like they would have refined that more. We pulled the old Connect out during COVID, right? During the pandemic, yeah. The and kids were shocked that we had an Xbox in the house that we've been hiding from them this <laughs> <Yeah>. whole time. <laughs> I'm pretty upset about that. Yeah, I feel like it was not a bad time. No, it's great. I enjoyed it. It's a lot of rigmarole and setup. Yeah. Yeah, and you have to have enough space to get back. It gets real mad at you if you're not like six feet. It's like the COVID restrictions. You got to be <laughs> six feet away. They should just set those things up everywhere. Uh, we should, we should, uh, maybe we'll post an Instagram video of me doing the rump shaker video. I would love to have that for my personal archives <laughs> as well. How much, I don't quite remember, how much actual rump shaking was involved not that in much. the, but that's there's a disappointment. Some, there's some grapevining. But shouldn't it be rump shaking centric as a dance? It just that I mean I know maybe it's a little bit more interpretive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's that's a little on the nose to make it so much on the rump. It was some complicated yeah. moves. All right. Shout outs. Yes. We got a shout out to. We got a lot of suggestions for who it was that Mara, R.I.P. Bitch, uh, looked like. So Michaela suggested Padma Lakshmi. Okay. She said she's been thinking about it the whole season. Just been turning over in her brain. Can't sleep wondering who Mara looks like. Robin. Robin. Is this Robin one, two, or three? It's Robin number... I don't know. I don't know which one is which. We haven't assigned them numbers yet. That makes it really awkward to pay them. We're so racist. Is that <sighs> racist to think that all the Robins are this? I can't tell the difference between the Robins. <laughs> all Robins look the same to me. <laughs> I don't see color, so I don't know which Robin is which. Um, Robin, whatever number it is. I'll uh, say number two. The most beautiful of the Robins. Oh, now you're hurting the other two Robins' well, feelings. But they don't know. They're, they no, they know who sent the message. Well, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> One of them sent it and the other two I did not. I feel like it's like the fairies in Sleeping Beauty. One of the Robins is the most beautiful. <laughs> one of the Robins is the most kind. And one well, of the Robins is the most intelligent. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And it's yeah, up to them to figure out who's who. Who is who? Well, they're all kind of just, uh, those fairies are all kind of old biddies. <laughs> so we're not. <laughs> I feel like one of the fairies is pretty hot. 
Well, is that I right? I need to revisit like that again. Objectively better looking than the other two. Mm, I'm gonna have to give that a revisit. To give <laughs> that a rewatch. <laughs> it's been a while since we watched the old Sleeping Beauty, which is one of the most boring Disney movies. Oh, I love it. I feel like the animation is the prettiest on Sleeping Beauty. It is nice. It is nicely animated. Yeah, but it's uh boring no it's not the kings get all drunk and like that is good that's a good other. part yeah scamps a toast to the home one grander by far than a palace in rome uh, let me fill up your glass <laughs> that last was all foam scamps 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 like an evil queen, murder. Maleficent. Speaking of, this is jumping ahead, but Mara Sleeping was wearing Beauty a real a uh, oh, Maleficent dress later that. on. I didn't see it. Now nah, look, mean, look back again. I, I looked when you initially said it. I, I didn't see Maleficent, and I thought it was a pretty dress. But well, Maleficent wears some nice. She's got some nice outfits. Well, why don't you bang her? I might. I might bang cartoon. <laughs> She's on my cartoon list now. Cartoon Maleficent or Angelina Jolie Maleficent? Uh, you know, despite the fact that I do think that a younger Angelina Jolie is very attractive, I'm going to go cartoon Maleficent. She wasn't really that young when she That's what Maleficent. I'm saying, yeah. Oh, she's too old No, Maleficent. no, she's fine. That's fine. I was old for Selma Hayek, even not today. What are the... Oh, look at you. You want an so award? So I do You're want an so, award. I feel, I feel Can like I you get always an award? do this. You always point out the fact that someone is old, and then you're like, I still find her attractive. Yeah. Well, you were acting like oh. I don't find older women attractive, when in fact... Older women are beautiful lovers. <laughs> Kudos Older to women you for for agreeing to fuck Salma <laughs> Halle Berry too. There's another one. Oh, you're you're willing to do that? Yeah, I would I would do it despite you, the fact that both these right. If it gun to my head. <laughs> All right, Robin. Robin, you tell us which Robin you think you are. <laughs> Um, says that they call Mara Bethany Frankel. I can see it. Yep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Uh, and Genevieve, Jennifer Love Hewitt from Party of Five, to which I say, imagine that I'm wearing a sweater with long sleeves and I'm continually pulling them over my hands. <laughs> Is that what she does? I've never seen one second of Party of Five. <gasps> Not a second of it. Uh, what was the Party of Five theme song? It's a party of five. <laughs> we're five and it's a party whenever we're around. I think that was it. <laughs> Closer to three. Oh, free? Everybody oh, yeah, wants to be. Like they want to be. Yeah. Everybody. I was thinking that doesn't make sense. Closer to three, but it's right. a party of five. <laughs> everybody one, everybody two. What's the deal? Boy. It makes sense when Bailey and Charlie die at the end of the first season. They don't. They don't. Oh, okay. But they Party of Five got really dark. Did it get dark? In its final seasons. Like uh the Scott Wolf character just becomes like a raging alcoholic. 
And um, Charlie, the Matthew Fox character, spoiler alert, guys, for this mid-90s TV Sorry, show. Mickey. Mickey. If, we know you're still listening. Yeah, yeah. You stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Charlie gets cancer. Man, yeah. that's a pretty sad party. Yeah, it it was it was a, a it real was downer. not a fun party. No, that's not a good time. It. it really just wasn't. Yeah, that um closer to free song reminds me of. I always associated that song with like the right time to roll the me. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I think is it, is it the, the same? same it might be. So one time we were my mom and I were riding in the car when I was like 15, and my mom was listening to the song and she said, "This song is crap." <laughs> What? Yeah. I feel like that's very it's unlike very your out mom. of character. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's why it really stuck in my old craw. Oh, just apropos. Apropos of nothing. Of nothing. No comment on uh, the like. I wasn't defending the song. We weren't really even <laughs> talking about the song. It was just sort of background noise. But yeah, she really unleashed <laughs> <laughs> criticism on the old song. Yeah. I- would love to record your like for you to ask your mom about that and just see what she had right to, say. to see i can guarantee you she does not remember that maybe we should just this play thing it next time she's in town and see if she still has the same reaction <laughs> then... see if we can trigger her to say the same thing <laughs> i guarantee you the thing that happened 25 years ago the random comment she made in the car she does not remember i just like i can't even imagine your mom saying that today oh i know yeah Yeah. it's very out of character what did you say i don't remember i think i was so flummoxed you had to pick your jaw i did yeah if i would have been drinking something i would have done a spit take um tofu gestapo gets a shout out for sending us several videos but i particularly enjoyed so gang i would go ahead and look this up if you're looking for a great music video the music video to if this is it Oh. Gotta let me know. I didn't watch it. What is if it? If this ain't love. Whew. Oh, the the wind blew the door open, gang. This is, uh, we're a under, a, there's a ghost. All right, there's so this is the beginning of the horror movie that we're living in. All right, I'm going to go shut the door. So, gang, it turned out that that door burned down 10 years ago. Guys, it was fucking Elise. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, I just turned 40. <laughs> Ryan won't even fuck me. No, I would. Yeah, I, I would, you recently yeah. recently revealed to me that you have a thing for redheads. I, I mean... How have you not known this? Why would I know that? Because I feel like I've made a comment like oh, all the time, fifty times. You're just always yeah, talking about every how time you're we see a redhead, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I had. No, I feel like your celebrity choice was Scarlett Johansson. She, who sometimes no, has red hair. But you said it about her with blonde hair. No, I didn't specify mm, which sure Scarlett Johansson mm, we're I talking think, about. I think you did, Mom. <laughs> no, in fact, specifically, she fits that type because she often has red hair. Go fuck yourself. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go fuck Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. Look out, Colin Jost. <laughs> I'm coming for your woman. <laughs> Oh, she likes a funny man, does she? (laughs) Wait till you get a load of me. You really flatter yourself. (laughs) Well, I do, but Colin Jost is not that handsome, right? He's pretty handsome. Really? I feel like it's like a Jason Sudeikis thing of like, this guy's a seven. Jason Sudeikis is 
very attractive. That's because crazy of his to personality. Me. Right. But like just Colin looking at him. Jost, I actually feel like is more attractive than him. Wait, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Jason Siegel. Yeah. Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso. But Jason Siegel's kind of the same way. No, like, but Jason Sudeikis is always put like January Jones, Jason Ava Mendez. Olivia Ava Wilde. Mendes. I'm pretty sure that he dated Ava Mendez. Is You're that correct? Ryan maybe I am, but I feel like they dated. Uh, maybe they did. I don't know. I feel like I usually have a pretty strong sense you of that. You do have a very strong sense of this. I'm going to Google it now and embarrass myself. You're right that he dated January Jones. Let's see. But she also dated Bobby Flay. Or had an affair with Bobby Flay. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, Ava Mendez and Jason Sudeikis spotted kissing. Whoa, Breaking, whoa. Jason Sudeikis successfully seduces Ava Mendez. Extra, extra. <laughs> I like that they add that it was successful seduction and not just seduction. <laughs> you got to add that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's funny. He's smart. I feel like he's not a uggo. Well, right, but I'm saying he's a seven. A like real if world you, seven yeah, or a Hollywood seven. Well, a Hollywood like five. Correct. Yeah, I think he's a real world. Like nine or eight or nine. Eight at Seven best. is too low. Okay. I just think if he were at a party, you'd be like, whose dad is that? You'd be like, who's Zad? <laughs> who's, who's the hey, Zaddy who's in the, the stash? Zaddy. But, you know, Olivia Wilde ditched him. I know. Man, she probably realized that he's a seven. Well, she could do a little better. I don't know. Uh... Who's he with now? I feel like the hottest Jason Sudeikis was sad divorced Jason Sudeikis accepting his uh, Emmy. That's the hottest Jason Sudeikis? Yeah, because he's just like, I'm So vulnerable? Yeah. He just doesn't give a shit anymore? And you're like, oh, I could fix him. He was so clearly stoned. (laughs) So hot. He had on his like quarantine tie-dye right. hoodie <laughs> just like Aww. the kids do look harry styles i can wear it too <laughs> come back to me olivia <laughs> yeah. look Aww. how young i am i'm so youthful oh um i i just think that he i i'm trying to think of like the female equivalent i guess someone like amy poehler or tina right Fey. that's what i mean but like yeah. and they're like they're pretty but they're like Sevens. Sevens, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And that's fine. I mean, to be, I would kill to be a seven. I would murder someone with my bare hands to be a seven. It's pretty great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, anyways, we are, boy, we're 16 minutes deep into oh, this. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh, no, and we still have shout outs. Do you have more shout outs? Uh, just a few. Yeah, let's see. I'm looking give at me, my give list. me something. Give let's me, see. shout somebody out. We got to give uh, Aim Dame a shout out. I know you, you wanted to do this with the review. Yes. Okay. You shout her out first. I'll shout her out second. I'll piggyback off of yours. I'll piggyback off of yours. Okay. There's one more Instagram shout out. Okay. And that is to Carrie. Oh, Carrie. Who sent us a message that said, I bet the people who leave one star reviews are neither smart nor funny. You can't worry about them. Keep up the good work. Oh, Carrie, you, Carrie. You're the best. Thank you, we Carrie. That's you. wonderful. Uh, Speaking of great reviews, we got a great review from Aim Dame. Yes. Five-star authenticity and fun, she said. She said, any Bachelor franchise junkie who recognizes that this TV series is more fun when it's being dissected and roasted by quick-witted, smart, genuine, and fun podcast hosts will thoroughly enjoy Ryan and Anna doing just that. Damn straight. What a nice review. I know. Thanks, Aim Dame. We got another nice review 
from Timons who wants to shout out her friend Caroline. So hey, here's Caroline. your shout out, Caroline. Thanks for Ba-ba-da. <laughs> sweet Caroline. You know, she's probably heard that. I bet she's heard that joke 50 times. You're welcome. In Caroline. her life. That was the 51st. Um, so yeah. Uh, thank you, Caroline, for turning Timons onto our show. She says she watches the show or she listens to our podcast every week even when she skips watching the show, which is happening more and more understood. You hear that, Jennifer? Some people listen to the pod even though they don't watch the show. <laughs> Jennifer already turned the show off. You don't need uh, turned our podcast off. You don't need to talk to her. Um, so she says two things. One, she also grew up Church of Christ. What up? I'm I sorry not. that you're uh, also mentally scarred like me. I was raised Unitarian. <laughs> That's why I'm so cool. <laughs> and she said, from the first episode of the pod, your voice sounded just like Will Forte's voice. And now that's all I can picture you as. Interesting. I'll take it. I think this Will is more Forte, accurate. I would say is a six. Yeah. I, but what voice? Is he a voice six too? Probably. But I'll tell you what. You listen to him in interviews and I he elevates to like a nine. That guy's great. Oh, okay. Well, maybe just voice Will Forte. I'm hitting that nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, years ago, we had one of our first ever fans, MJ, said that I sounded like John Mulaney. Yeah, and, whatever happened to MJ? I hope she's still out there. We haven't heard from a while, but MJ, send us an email if you're still listening. Yeah. This is really just a fan service episode yeah. at this point. We're not going to talk about this show at all. Well, not that much happens. Luckily. That's right. There's really not that much to say. Um, but uh, I would take Will Forte over John. John Mulaney is very funny, I but never, I do not care for his voice. I never heard the John Mulaney in you. No, me neither. Like, that yeah. never really rang true. Yeah, that's good too because I do. It's amazing that he's as funny as he is with the voice that he has. Is he though? Whoa! Yeah, he's funny. Lightning. He's really funny. Yeah, thunder. <laughs> you telling this story or am I? Yeah. Bruno says it looks like rain. Get the umbrellas. In doing. So he fucks my brain. <laughs> that is not the lyric, and you know it. That is what I thought it was the first ten times I listened to the right, song. Right, that's what they're putting in a Disney song these days. Married in a hurricane. But anyway. Anyway, Aim Dame also said that she can't wait to hear what we have to say about the private concert guest musician this week. One, Chris DeBerg. Yeah. So first of all, I had no idea that that's who sang that song. Once I saw it and heard the opening like two Mm -hmm. or three notes, I was like, oh, I see where this is going. So let's go ahead and deal with this right off the bat. Aim Dame wants to hear about it. Let's talk about it. So here's what happened, clearly, is the Bachelor producers were like, all right, so we're going to make one of the girls get a red dress from this famous designer. So let's fucking fly Krista Berg halfway across the world to perform this song. And you know, the second they called him, he was like, fuck yeah, I'm coming. Yeah, great. Right, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be on TV, absolutely. Uh, that guy's a zaddy. Oh, really? Okay. I would, Krista Berg... Consider yourself on my list. Would you? You would have to wear red for him, I think. I've never saw him looking so handsome as he looked in that episode last <laughs> night. I never saw him shine so bright. <laughs> you looked amazing. Late. I've never seen so many men ask you if you wanted to dance. Looking for a little romance. It was amazing to me how quickly those lyrics came back. Right. I used to be a big fan of that song. It's a great song. It is I a, have it's to say, it's a nice song. It is a nice song. You're not yeah. you're not going to go all the way to great. Red. I think it's a great song. She's dancing is with me. Is dancing with me cheek to cheek. 
nobody here. This is a music episode, too. This is very exciting. It's just you and me. I hardly know. I feel like that song used to come on all the time on the like light rock station. Oh, yeah, that my absolutely. Mom to. Yeah, my parents do. I think that our parents had overlapping musical tastes for a while. And Your then, mom probably also hates Roll to Me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Patty said, This is crap. <laughs> Yeah, because my mom also listened to a lot of Kenny G around the same era that your mom listened to a lot of Kenny G's. Core memories is waking up for school in like fourth to sixth grade, probably. And my room backed up to the TV and my mom would do a wait video. And instead of watching the actual video or listening to the audio and the video for the cool down, she would put on Kenny G Songbird. Breathless. Oh, is it Songbird? I thought it was Breathless. What was the whole, what's the album? Breathless is the album, But Songbird I think. is on there, uh, right? Probably, yeah. Uh, and it, and she would cool down. I don't know how you can cool down to Kenny G. <laughs> he really gets you revved up. I know. By the time this night is over. <laughs> That's uh, some ass-tapping music right there. I don't know what your mom's doing cooling down. <laughs> What's that, sex music? Yeah. Kenny G? Kenny G is sex music. No. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I'm surprised your mom and dad weren't boning right there they when Kenny have, G... They might have been. They might have been. Yeah, no, that is... Kenny G is sex music. Well... That might explain some stuff. <laughs> what, did I think that? Yeah. That I think that Kenny G, it's like well known that babies are made to Kenny G what? music. Yeah, it's well known. They asked him one time, like, how does it feel to know that so many babies were made to your music? Yeah. Doesn't that just kind of get you revved up right there? I feel like Just get you in the mood? I feel like some of them are, are more like sultry than others. Like that one is. That's sex music right there. yeah that's our listener go ahead and take a quick break to have sex because we reference this song and then come back and finish up the pod or leave the pod on well you know what else is very sexy our voices my will forte slash john mulaney voice Boy. Well, I'll tell you what else is sexy. What? The Bachelor. Okay, yeah, the show we watched. Should okay. We, yeah, sure, let's do, you do it. Give a shout out to a city? Yeah. Yeah, I sure do. do okay. Do we have any listeners in Vienna, I, Austria? I bet we do. I bet we do. Let's find out. Uh, good day, mate. Throw another shrimp on the bar. We baby. got not one, not two, <gasps> not three, but four in listeners Vienna? in Vienna. Yeah. Whoa. Guten Tag. Vienna waits for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to start, we're still in Croatia. Um, to fin- So Sarah's coming back from her one-on-one with a head full of steam. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mara says there's three women in the house who have not gotten a one-on-one. Yeah, we know Mara. Gabby. Mar- it's Mara. Mara. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I should remember that too because that's also the name of Aquaman's wife. <laughs> oh, you should remember that then. <laughs> yeah. I should definitely remember that. Yeah. Um, she is bitching about Sarah getting that one on one. And Sarah is bitching about the fact that someone made an attempt to tear their relationship apart. Tear it asunder. But guess what? Much like a Chinese finger prison, it only made it stronger. 
the harder you tried to pull it apart, the more that bond grew. Until later in this episode when she gets cut. Correct. Yeah, Sarah says, karma's a bitch. Do you think karma ever gets tired of being called a bitch? Yeah. Yeah. Let's be nice. Come on, guys. She says the only thing she's getting out of is Croatia tomorrow. To Vienna. No, because she's talking about Mara. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, Sarah's talking about Mara. Sarah and Mara. Sarah and Mara, yeah. On the Canera. (laughs) (laughs) Going to Panera. Yeah. That's it. All right. So uh, Sarah comes back. She says that no one had any place to tell Clayton what she's ready for, that she's ready for engagement or not. Mara, to her credit, admits to being the one who says shit about Sarah. I mean, there's so few women left that at this point you just have to own up to it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they um, they have a little bit of a, a falling out. And then Clayton comes in for the cocktail party the next. So we're already to the next night. I feel like we I didn't take very good notes well, about this yeah, fight. I mean, clearly you didn't. They did not actually have a falling out because Mara does not admit to it, really. Um, oh, I, I feel like she did say she that she was yeah. like, I brought up the like I talked about me with him. Like she didn't. But but the next night at the cocktail party is when she like pulls her aside. Oh, like, right. Right. Hey, can we chat? Well, cause, but Sarah, the the night before says like that was a desperate move by someone who was about to go home. Yes. And but she that said really that not knowing that it was Mara. Oh, I think she really does. Right. Know. That really stuck in Mara's crawl. It does. Yes. And she pulls her at the cocktail party and says that her that this comment about it being a last ditch effort, which it was, was insensitive and ignorant and accurate. It's ignorant. We need that to have, is just ignorant. Can we get HR in here to explain <laughs> why this is so ignorant? This is an ignorant comment. All right, so Clayton says, This week once again continues to exceed all of my expectations. I wanted to thank you all for letting me grow with you. And he meant that literally. He's actually grown like two feet taller in this episode. He's like a roll doll character. <laughs> He's the big fucking giant. Whiz popping everywhere. <laughs> um, he pulls Serene first. Mm-hmm. I thought this was sweet. You can tell that Clayton actually is probably a sweet boyfriend. Yes. Like, once he stops fucking all of these other women, settles down a little right. bit. Maybe I think like he would probably make a good partner. Finally commits to going downtown. Because he's boring. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, that's the rumor that you we know heard. You what, though? Now right. that we know Clayton a little better, like... I don't want him. <laughs> you don't want him down there. Really not. Like yeah. he's got that curly hair that looks real crunchy. <laughs> like, that could go wrong. That could go south like when his, he's going south. The huge jaw that looks like those jaws that the inbred royals have. He has like a lantern jaw. He does. Is that what that's called? No, I mean, a lantern jaw is a compliment. Like it's like a Gaston jaw that's like very prominent. There's, Maybe I'm being too nice to him. Well, carry the pod. There's a specific okay. word for that jaw. Okay. I don't know. What that is but so clayton does either he or most likely the producers did something very sweet where they uh he put some they weren't actual fireflies but he made jars of fireflies because serene's cousin she had that memory the cousin who died she had that memory of him of them seeing fireflies habsburg jaw oh okay that's pretty good yeah yeah colloquially known as the habsburg jaw can be traced to inbreeding uh it's a famous example of 
Mandibular prognathism. Oh, man. I always wonder what the most famous example of mandibular prognathism is. It and was, this is it. It was Charles II of Spain. Oh, that it's his fault? His, uh, his well, gene he was is the, the one. most famous example. Oh, okay. He was the but one. But now it's Clayton. <laughs> That's going to be in a textbook. If you look up Habsburg, what is it? Habsburg, Habsburg syndrome? Habsburg jaw. Habsburg jaw. Clayton's picture is in the dictionary. Yep. All right, but yeah, the um, fireflies thing was sweet. Um, I liked that moment. Meanwhile, while they're having a sweet moment, Mara does pull Sarah right. to confront her. She tells her, you're getting a little sloppy and it's showing. I Go mean, to what's... sleep. Go to sleep. What's the sloppiness here? I feel like Mara's the one who's getting sloppy. She says, uh, it would be great if you would just go back to like a cute, quiet confidence. Yeah. So basically, your complaint is that Sarah is too confident. Sure. Well, and that does come back later, but uh, that does actually come to be a problem. It's funny how this episode like shifts your perspective on these people because you're team Sarah for a while, and then later in the episode, it turns you against her. So the roses Big old yawn, are, no. are you gonna Call me Yanni. Uh, well, it's 10 of freaking clock. How did this I happen? I know. I, well, because we spent 30 minutes talking about Lady in Red. <laughs> Sorry, listener. But she's dancing with me. I've never seen her look as gorgeous as cheek she did to tonight. Um, all right. Roses do not go to Mara, Eliza, Aww. Aww. I know. and Peggy. Peggy did not get a rose in this episode. <laughs> um, and is that it? Who else That's got it. Cut? Just I think those two. So what? Who yeah. we have left? Serene, Susie, Rachel, Rachel, Sarah, Gabby, and is that it? Who'd we? Who'd we not mention? Somebody. I feel like there's one other person that we're forgetting. That Teddy. the listener, Teddy. Thank you. That and the listener Teddy. is screaming <laughs> at their uh, device right now. All right. Oh, and Genevieve. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. 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 Okay. So um, Clayton basically says the week here in Havar, Croatia was really exciting for me. I know I'm going to be in love at the end of this. Uh, he said that before he gave out the roses. Never mind. Uh, Sarah, in her confidence, says, cheers to celebrating how far we've all come. And then at some point, I guess maybe we just weren't paying attention. They go to Vienna, <laughs> right? And we're like... You said, are they still in Croatia? And I was like, yeah, I think so. And then it said, Vienna. They're very clearly in Vienna. All right. So the next day, somehow, they go to Vienna. Susie gets her one-on-one. The classic pretty woman date. One of my favorite bachelor tropes. Now. You work on commission, right? Big mistake. Big. Huge. Big mistake. Big huge so listener we had quite the debate about this because one of the reasons why our notes suck is because we are too busy fighting about this yeah okay that's right we we really missed a lot of the episode because of this so anna said why didn't you ever take me on a pretty woman date and i said a few years ago i offered specifically to take you on a pretty woman date here in town and she shot the idea down with extreme prejudice because what i said is our bank accounts are the same now it's just me buying myself shit i would rather do that on my own and i don't have to come out and twirl in front of that's you. that's the you part say, i wanted i love that Ooh, eat some crab legs you're not ari i could be ari well, if i'm saying i love that and eating crab legs <laughs> 
Uh, I feel like the pretty woman date is a date that I only want if I'm dating someone and I don't have to spend my own money. Well, I'm like sorry. most dates. I can't give you that. Well, yeah, I It's mean, true. We really, all of our dates and presents dip into a mutual bank account. So but, the romance is really not quite there but as much. that date in particular for, like, I don't know. Also, like... I just like to go shopping by myself. Yeah, but you specifically complained that you haven't been on a pretty woman date, which fine. Well, that was but my you, bad. Right, you I shot not, the idea I down. Not, I still don't really even remember you offering to yeah, do Yeah, because I told you we went to see I, Tanya instead. Which is a great movie, and I feel like that was the better choice. I don't know. Pretty woman date would have been more memorable, or maybe not. Maybe you would have forgotten about it. We won't know now. We'll never know. All right, so, but Susie's having a good time. She says, it's literally something out of a movie. Well, yeah, it's out of Pretty Woman. And also, you're on television, so it's pretty close to being something out of a movie anyways. There's a fashion design. So first they go to, like, a regular clothes shop Mm -hmm. that does have pretty clothes. But then they go to a second location where Eva Polishinsky. Oh, you got her name? I did not get her name. I did. Is waiting. She said, for today, I picked some of my favorite designs that for sure will look stunning on you. That's actually one of your better accents. Yeah. I think that was good. I was trying to channel Killing Eve. Can you uh, do something else in that accent? I'm kind of liking it. Uh, Give me a quote. Um, nope. I don't too have late. anything. Yeah, it's too, too late. late. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. I was going to make you do something from Dr. Strangelove in that voice, but I couldn't <laughs> think of a quote. <laughs> Um, I like Susie on this date yeah. and just in general, I feel like Susie's actually very genuine. I think that she's really nice, but without seeming stupid yeah. or simple, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, um, she seemed good. She talks about how she came from humble roots, mm-hmm. a humble home, and that both of her parents come from very humble upbringings. Humble upbringings. Humble, we humble. know, we know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, humble the, people don't talk about how humble they are, Susie. Whoa. Am I blowing your mind? You just blew my brain. Um, but no, I thought that she, I I like Susie a lot. Honestly, I like Susie more than Rachel. Rachel has a weird face. I'm just going to put it out there. She she does. I feel like she looks completely different when they're just like chilling at the house. Versus She's a when two-face. She, out. she is a little bit of a two-face. Um, so to get back to Susie, because I have a few comments on this first, Clayton, when they have their dinner date. So uh, actually I want, I want to hit a couple things that are important to me. One, this rando German guy brings the dress into the hotel <laughs> oh, where they're all staying. Like, could not get oh, over I couldn't that. get enough of this guy. He's like, Guten Tag, Fräulein Susie. Fräulein Susie, where would you like your dress? <laughs> huh? And then Clayton tells Susie, being able to spoil you today Welcome was so. <laughs> Do you feel good? <laughs> Um, being able to spoil you today was so special to me. Well, Clayton, the producers paid for all that shit. You always get hung up on that. I do because they're acting like Clayton bought all that shit for her. And I mean, and like, it's not as, I... I, if our dipping into our mutual bank accounts isn't as romantic, having the show buy her a bunch of clothes instead of Clayton is also not romantic. So I do think that there are parts in the show when the person actually buys it like i know rachel said she actually bought she bought that watch watch. yep no i do remember that i know um big surprise that it's always the girl right the ladies corinne also bought something that's right i remember that yeah didn't get her very far didn't get her far enough um so then at the end of the night too clayton tells Susie, i know you don't like gifts but will you accept this rose 
she just accepted like four bags yeah. of clothes. It was like a thousand dollars worth of clothes, clothing. But she was like, honestly, that it made me like a little uncomfortable. Like she said uh, that. Okay, yeah. okay. But she took them. She does like gifts. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody likes. Well, gifts. right. So don't pretend like Not you don't as like much gifts. As I do. Gift right. giving is my love. It language. is your love language. But I'm just saying, Ryan's like, is words of affirmation and touch, physical touch. Hard pass on both. <laughs> I don't really think there's any that you want to dole out. Um, I'll do gifts. I'll do gifts. You do gifts. You do. You got me that nice <laughs> Smith Lake woodcut for Christmas. I speak to people in my own love In language, your own love language. Which you, I think is what everybody does. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, the next day. So we get the Chris DeBerg song, which we already discussed. Lady, Lady in Red. Lady in Red. So the next day, we uh, have a group date. The card says, how bold one gets when one is sure of being loved. Sigmund Freud. It's Sarah, Teddy, Genevieve, Rachel, and Gabby. And they are doing a psychoanalysis date. Very interesting. So (coughs) Susie gets thousands of dollars of free clothes. These women have to do a psychoanalysis session. It's not fair. Uh, This whole thing isn't fair. Life's not fair. Um, The therapist says that psychoanalysis is all about revealing your deepest fears and insecurities. It's all hidden in your deeply subconscious mind. Your accent's (laughs) kind of going all over the place on this one. I wonder what that says about me. (laughs) What subconsciously does that show? At least they got a real psychotherapist this time. I mean, it's not Nick Vial or Caitlin. I mean, at least there's that. I'm presuming this is a real psychotherapist. We said that you could basically see the therapist thinking, what the fuck? Right. Why did I do this? Why did I sign up for this? So Genevieve says, I haven't really gone to therapy for a reason because I don't like talking about things that scare me. And so she gets pulled first. Uh, no, 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 she doesn't. Ga- Gabby. Gabby gets pulled yeah. first. Um, and she says that she's ready to be the rawest she's ever been with him so far. <laughs> Wait until the fantasy suites. Wait until you raw dog in That's the fantasy <laughs> suites. <laughs> That's raw. <laughs> That's bold. Um, she talks a lot about her mom, mm-hmm. which we've already heard. Yep. But again, Gabby clearly has has worked on a lot of things, mm-hmm. and um, the therapist seems to like her. She mm-hmm. also says um, that it sounds like what Gabby needs is a very stable relationship. So obviously, going on a show where your significant other is going to date twenty other women is a great choice. That's just what she needs. I also love that advice. Like, what you need is a stable relationship. <laughs> Is this what a psychoanalysis does? Because I could do that. It sounds like what you need is a really volatile relationship. <laughs> sounds like you need an insecure relationship where you never know what you stand, where you stand. Um, Genevieve goes next, and she is not excited. She no. says she doesn't like talking about her feelings or crying in front of people. <laughs> so the therapist says, try to express what you feel. It's followed by a very long silence, and then she swears. She's like, I can't. Right. And uh, the therapist says, if Clayton can't see what's going on inside of you, it will be very difficult in the relationship. And Genevieve says, I don't think I know what's going on inside of me. Same, girl. Same. All right. So this kind of pissed me off because on the one hand, I do get it that like it's on Genevieve to show Clayton what's going on. But on the other hand, Clayton, you haven't asked her out on a one-on-one date. Right. So like she's supposed to get really vulnerable with you, even though you've like 
obviously passed her over for other girls. I don't know. Right. Well, and that's the same it's thing a as chicken always. Or the egg. It's a real catch twenty two situation. It's uh, it's always the way that it is like, hey, pour your heart out right. for me well, to again, prove yourself. I mean, I, I guess the chicken or the egg is the is the more correct metaphor of the two. But but it's like, well, is Genevieve not being vulnerable? And that's why you haven't asked her out on a one-on-one or have you not asked her out on a one-on-one and so she's not being vulnerable. It's you bending know? my brain. Oh, we've got a, what's that fucking movie that your dad tried to mansplain to me? Inception. Inception situation here. Oh, yeah. The it, is the top going to fall or not? It wobble. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's why millions of people all around the world were discussing how it's an open and Right. How it's ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lord. All right. But you, sir, you figured it out. You cracked the case. Good day, sir. And then my mom said, this movie is crap. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Genevieve gets cut, basically. Which, like, good God, just take her out and shoot her. Like, we all knew this was coming. Honestly, why did Genevieve get to come to Vienna? Yeah. She, um, yeah, she gets cut. He, um, says, and then, uh, she, she says, I did everything I could. It just wasn't meant to be. Well, not everything you could. I mean, you could have said, I feel sad. <laughs> he could have uh, torn down the walls. You could have waited until you get to Germany and then tear down those walls. <laughs> Genevieve, <laughs> tear down this wall. Uh, yeah, he says basically we've run out of time. Yep, you gots to go. Then he <laughs> waltzes in to the other women who are just sitting there. He's like, yeah, I just cut Genevieve because she wasn't open enough in therapy. Who's next? He's like, Rachel, it's your yeah, turn. Yeah, you're up. <laughs> Why do you wear so much makeup, Rachel? <laughs> Why are you such a two-faced? Does yeah. it suggest that you're two-faced inside too? Actually, the question I had about Rachel is, what's up with her leather shorts? What's up with her lips? Man. I don't know. You keep talking about people's lips. I don't have any problem with anybody's lips. lips. Teddy has weird I lips. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I really don't know what you're, you're talking watching about. watching closely enough. I'm not looking. I'm not judging everyone's lips under a microscope. Correct. Um, so Rachel says that uh, she knows how she feels. The possibility of losing is really, really difficult for me. That's what I have in my notes. Do you have anything else? Nah, I, I mean, she kind of talks about how it's been a little bit of the struggle with the girls, but mm-hmm. that she trusts Clayton to make the best decision. Really, Rachel? Why? Yeah. yeah. N- nothing I have seen from this man indicates that you should trust him to make a good decision. Sarah, meanwhile, says that she loves going to therapy. She is weirdly excited she loves about therapy. About yeah, loves crying. I love therapy. I can't even tell you how much I love it. She's basically bragging about how good she is at therapy. I'm the best at therapy. I am so good. I'm going to crush this. <laughs> I am so good at therapy. <laughs> Might um, need to go to therapy for this, Sarah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she starts crying and just kind of puts on a big performance. And Oh, it's a real show. Oh, it's EGOT worthy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most moving performance in Vienna tonight. Um, I mean, it's kind of over quickly. And then the therapist gives a, a overall comment mm-hmm. in which she says that some girls were being sincere, but that some of what happened today was performative. Now... Even though her job is to help people and help their mental health, she doesn't tell Clayton who she's talking about. She leaves it up to him to figure she's it out. She's like, I'll leave that to you <laughs> to decide. That's uh, a mystery for your subconscious, no? <laughs> oh, very interesting. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. 
Oh, um, yeah. They go on the night date. He pulls Rachel first. And basically the girls have decided they're throwing Sarah under the bus. Time to throw Sarah under the Viennese horse carriage. If you will. I will. Yes. Um, So Rachel tells Clayton that Sarah told her and Teddy after her first one-on-one with Clayton. So after Sarah's first one-on-one that like... They cried together. They bonded. And he's like, well, that just isn't true. Reliar. Yeah. And he says, so basically her confidence is causing others to question the connection that I have with them. And she said, bingo. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically all the women tell Clayton that they've had negative experiences with Sarah. Yeah. And he says that that just makes him question if he can really trust her. Um, He talks to her about it and... She immediately starts to cry or tries to. Oh, she's out of tears. There's nothing left. There's nothing left in this well. Clayton also says when he pulls her, if I were to find out with 100% certainty that Sarah's manipulating me, then she's gone. Bold stance, bud. I don't take manipulators around here. Are you a manipulator? (laughs) Well, once again, he does the thing he always does of like, are you lying to me right do you have to tell me if i ask you are you an actress (laughs) (laughs) um he says uh first of all straight up he's like look i'm gonna be honest i feel like you're trying to make yourself cry yeah no finally i feel like it's one of the more insightful things clayton said this entire time yeah Yeah. and then he says i just don't believe you and i can't move forward with you i think you're done you're donezo i'd like to walk you out and she like tries to win him back she like i was a little shocked i mean i feel like this must have been developing a little more and they edited it to maybe seem like it comes out of nowhere uh-huh. um, or maybe he was like second guessing things on that one on like the second one-on-one I don't know but this to me I was like whoa yeah no it um it was weird it like it seems like it kind of came out of nowhere for me too I also felt like they edited the previews like the last couple of weeks to seem like Sarah was upset about the fantasy suite stuff. Oh, right. So I think in my yeah. mind, I thought she definitely that she was going to stick around. Well, suite. she had seemed yeah. like such a front runner, even to herself. Yeah. That perhaps uh, most of all to herself. Perhaps her confidence was her undoing. She flew a little too close to the sun. I think. Like our old pal Icarus. That motherfucker. The lesson here, ladies, is don't be too confident. Right, that's the lesson that this show should take should give you. The lesson confidence here is bad for women. Is that you just need to have a quiet, cute confidence. Yeah, not like a real Also, I love that because Mara certainly has a quiet, cute confidence. Right? That's really her personality yeah, too. Quiet, yeah, right. Yeah. Super cute confidence. Yeah. All right. So the other so he sends Sarah home, the other women are like this wasted all our time. Yeah, sure, but like, you're still around. You got rid of a girl like, that you all hated. Two, two fucking girls went home on this date and you're yeah. still here. Like, that's mission accomplished. And, like, let's be real, Teddy. It wasn't going to be you oh. for hometown. Oh, come on. I like Teddy. I mean, she kind of disappeared. Um, oh, Teddy's got weird lips. <laughs> so then he... She does something funny with her mouth. It's not that her lips are weird. It's like the way that she... Uh, the way that she enunciates or... I don't know. There's something... 
If we have any listeners out there that are mouth experts. <laughs> you know, as someone who routinely does weird things with their mouth. You do. I, and it drives me nuts. I yeah, take offense well, to this. Guess what? Maybe that's why I like Teddy so much. A fellow weird mouther. Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe you're the problem. Maybe Teddy and I need to uh, talk about our mouths. You and Teddy deserve each other. <laughs> Your mouths deserve each other. Oh, that kiss? Oh, it would be a mess. Oof. Can you imagine? Oh, and the smooching sounds yeah. that you would get? Oh, Teddy's Lord. Teddy's a virgin. I mean, <laughs> God. So Clayton will not give out a rose tonight because he just needs to take a little more time to make the right decision. So an extra 24 hours is great. That's what he needs. Clayton's confused. Clayton brain hurt. Clayton don't have on his fur coat. <laughs> God, I'm so excited for this coat. I know. That's really the only thing that keeps me going. <laughs> not just through this season, but, but in, in my, life. Yeah, in yeah. life. In life, like too. when I really just want to throw in the towel. <laughs> I know that coat is coming up. Yep. That yep. coat is going to save everything. <laughs> um, Serene goes on her one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So Serene gets a, a second one-on-one. Um, they eat hot chestnuts. Yes, they do. A little too hot. To which Clayton says, that's a hot nut. <sighs> oh, Clayton. I would have said that too, though. Do you want my hot nuts in your mouth? <laughs> they publicly dance. To accordion music. Yep. He finds it. They go on a carriage ride, and she's really excited that they're going through a tunnel, and he finds that charming, yeah, which I, like I also Serene. find. She, yeah, me too. I don't feel like I know Serene No, well. me neither. As I yeah. said, she kind of emerged as a dark horse in this right. episode. Right. Like, I guess in my mind, again, Sarah was so much of a right. front runner that I thought, well, it's not going to be Serene. Right. A, I would have even put Teddy above Serene. Same. Well, and that's why. So here's the thing. I feel like the Serene-Teddy thing shows the double-edged sword of flying under the radar. Yeah. Because you see, sometimes it works to your benefit because you let all the other girls just kind of eliminate themselves. They burn themselves out. That's right. Or if you, or you just don't make a big enough impression to, despite get getting the first out. impression rose. So well, really it's tough. It's tough to say. Or you make a big impression, but it's because you told him that you were a virgin. Well, but that happened later. I feel like she had laid some groundwork already. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, they go to yeah. the Belvedere Palace. Streaks on the china. I knew it. Never mattered before. What is that? Who it's about cares? a butler? Yeah, the butler who, if I recall the premise, he just like appears at their door to <laughs> buttle for them. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, who wouldn't want that, though? He was kind of a dick sometimes, <laughs> I think. That can't be the premise also. Well, I mean, I was like eight when I watched this, but he just like no one was expecting Mr. Belvedere to come. And I think he just sort of like a magical Mary Poppins style nanny. Is there like a a rapper named Mr. Belvedere? What am I thinking of? I I don't think there's a rapper named Mr. (laughs) Belvedere, but I would listen to a rapper named Mr. Belvedere. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Who sings I have that no song, idea. you got what I need, but you say I'm just a... Bismarcky. Oh, maybe that's yeah. what I'm thinking You're of. confusing Mr. Belvedere and Bismarcky. <laughs> no, there's some like R&B group or some something that's like Bel, Belvi, Belvi, Belbiv DeVoe. DeVoe. You're confusing Belbiv DeVoe with Mr. Belvedere. No, well, one, there's that one Bell Biv DeVoe song. I can see where you're getting confused because it goes, Streaks on the China, never matter before. Who cares? God, shut <laughs> when you drop kick your jacket <laughs> as you came through the door, no one glared. <laughs> Stop. Okay. <laughs> 
So Serene says that she doesn't really date a lot. It takes a special person to get to the point where I can see you meeting my family. She says the last person she brought home was her high school boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And that relationship obviously lasted a long time because it seems like that was her last serious relationship. relationship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it, she made it sound like it was a long time too. Like they kind of like stuck around with each other longer like, than they needed to. She was like, I thought to myself like, oh man, I've wasted my twenties like on this person. But then she thought, nope, that's not the right thing to think that you should just be grateful for the time that you had. Yeah. It's and a then, good insight. Uh, what, what will be, will be. Yeah, what SK, Sarah, Sarah. Um, they both talk about letting down walls. Mm-hmm. And she says, I'm falling in love with you. Yeah, she lets a wall down. Whoa. Whoa. Let's her pants down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Then um, they reenact the Klimt kiss painting. He's like, This is a very famous painting. This good art. <laughs> Clayton love. It's called The Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> then he took his head and he shoved it through the painting. <laughs> Look, I'm in the painting. <laughs> Clayton is the kid. <laughs> Clayton, work of art. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Ever gonna come on? <laughs> we are really getting. Uh, getting some traction with his people too. You know who said they might come on our show and then shot us down? Pardeep. Yeah. Pardeep was going to, I, I reached out to him. On you. I know. I told him we could talk about neuroscience and I would ask him a bunch of neuroscience questions and he didn't want to fucking do that. But he didn't get, he didn't say no. He, he just, said, I'll think about it and then never responded. I've been he there. gave us the old, uh, maybe. no, it means no. Yeah. I've been there too. Yeah. I've heard that before. Sure. Yeah. I'll think, let me check my calendar Fair and get enough. back to you. Give yeah. Me, give me your number and I'll reach out right, to yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And, uh, why don't you call this third party? and I'll call them too. All right. Rose ceremony. Rose ceremony. Teddy gets cut. Yeah. One of the girls, I believe it's Gabby, whispers, she's so graceful. (laughs) Goodbye, Teddy. Farewell. Goodbye, Teddy, you beautiful virgin (laughs) with the weird mouth. (laughs) We hardly knew ye. We hardly knew ye. Well, there we go. So the gang got a half an hour of our random nonsense, half an hour of show. And I think the only thing that's really left to say is streaks on the china, never matter before, who cares?
streaks on the china Never met it before Who cares When you drop kick your jacket As you came through the door No one glares But sometimes things get turned around And no one spared All hands look out below There's a change in the status quo Gonna need all the help that we can get According to our new arrival Life is more than mere survival We just might live a good life yet mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.